2: Good morning to you. Welcome into the action line from WGNs. John Day, local attorney, is with us this morning. John, good morning. How good. are you? Fantastic. I hope you are. I am. Good to have you with us. Beautiful fall day out today. It is gorgeous. It yeah. really is. The colors are phenomenal. I know. I just
3: it's. Uh, you wake up and you got to smile, right? It's just so Absolutely.
0: beautiful.
2: Absolutely. Get out and enjoy it. Soak it in. We're going to be talking about something today that has been in the news recently, but I think it's also a good opportunity for people to sort of, as we approach the holiday season, uh, where parties are uh, rampant everywhere, uh, it's, it's a good reminder you don't mix drinking and driving or drugs and driving. Bad combination. Real bad combination.
3: I mean, it's, uh, as you know, we've been uh, encouraging uh, people for, I think, three years. Maybe this may be our fourth year. I can't remember off the top of our head to take advantage of uh, ride share programs uh, when you decide to go out and maybe have an extra drink. And we uh, help sponsor Safe Rides Home from the football games on the weekend and we'll be doing basketball games uh at at the school uh this year Uh, it just makes sense to protect yourself protect the occupants of your car and protect others on the road by not drinking and driving
2: (laughs) very definitely and that's so important uh we're going to be looking at uh a case that was Earlier, uh, well, actually, November the 2nd, not too long ago, in Las Vegas. Yeah, I mean, it, a lot of people
3: who watch and follow college sports remember the name uh, and know the name of Henry Ruggs third. He uh, was a Montgomery, Alabama uh, all-star athlete, uh, a three-sport kind of guy, went and played at the University of Alabama, uh, live the dream quite frankly that you know a lot of kids think about but he actually was a 12th uh pe- person picked in the NFL draft uh, a couple of years ago went to uh play with the uh Raiders and then found himself in an event uh that is going to change his life and the lives
2: of at least uh two other families forever, forever. that is such a tragedy tell us a little more about And this was on a city street. This was not out on a, a racetrack. Right. I mean, if some people
3: who are listening have had the opportunity to be out in Las Vegas, and you know that once you get outside of Vegas, there's a lot of wide-open territory where you can, if you're so inclined and don't care about violating the law, can drive fast. But this was on a city street, and the data indicates that Uh, shortly before uh, this crash occurred, Henry Ruggs was traveling at 156 miles an hour. 156 miles an hour. On a city street. On a city street. He had a Corvette, and um, he did what some people who are 22 years old, maybe even some people who are a little older, when they've got a fancy car, and they mix that high-speed, high-performance car with alcohol, and he was going, according to the data, 156 miles per hour.
2: Now, I find this really interesting because you have talked about the black boxes before, and I think that's where they found this information. That is correct. Each, each vehicle
3: of relatively recent vintage has what uh, they would call in the industry an ECM, an electronic control module. And that module is constantly gathering information about how you drive your car and the car's performance. And there, it is possible to download the contents of that ECM, that electronic control module, and apparently it it is that (laughs) download that revealed that Henry Ruggs was going 156 miles an hour shortly before that crash. To put that in perspective at 60 miles an hour you're going 88 feet per second. So at 156 miles an hour you are going around 200 feet per second. Now the normal human uh, perception reaction time is a second to a second and a half this is an all-star athlete uh, his perception and reaction time is probably quicker than most of ours maybe not yours Bart but certainly quicker than mine uh, so let's say that he's on the low end of that uh, one second he, in other words he could look ahead and uh, let's assume that alcohol wasn't affecting him he could look ahead perceive and react to danger in one second in that one second he would have traveled two hundred feet.
2: One second. One second. There was a, a statement in one of the news stories from the Las Vegas Justice of the Peace, Joe Bonaventure. Uh, and, and I always thought of a Justice of the Peace as a policeman. Uh, but uh, but I, I guess he talks about uh, his review of the case against Ruggs. He says, In 16 years on the bench, I've never heard of a crash involving a vehicle traveling so fast. And he says, I'm troubled that this information might not be accurate. And But I looked up the specs on the car. Uh, and this is a current model Corvette. Uh, it's supposed to be able to do 184 miles per hour. So I would think it's feasible that I don't know why you'd want to go 184 on the street, but I guess it's feasible that it could go 156. But that's not the fastest ones. The Jaguar, the F-type Jaguar Coupe, can go 186 miles per hour. And uh, a little slower version, the Porsche 718, can only go 182. But they could all go 156. So I don't know why this uh, Justice of the Peace... Was uh, concerned and, and uh, said he he really questioned whether that's basically possible.
3: Well, um, he didn't take the time to do the research you did, Bart. Number one, but number two, he he didn't think about, if I had to guess, some of the other facts. There were 570 feet of skid marks. <laughs> Five hundred that is almost two football lakes of skid marks i can say that i've been doing personal injury work car wrecks truck wrecks this type of work for 40 years i have never seen 570 feet of skid marks but what's more alarming than that is that when the crash occurred it occurred with such force and violence that the front end of the Corvette was virtually wiped out, and it hit the car in front of it, which I believe was a
2: Toyota or... <laughs> it, well, it was a... Uh, I've got that here. Do, do you? SUV. Uh, small SUV. Rave or... Yeah, something. Uh, it doesn't say which one. It just says okay. Toyota
3: SUV. Okay. It was Yeah, it's a small SUV, not one of the big ones, but it hit that so hard to rupture the fuel integrity system and caused a fire. And the the young woman inside, uh, Tina Tinter, and her dog Max uh, burned to death in that vehicle. So this wasn't a situation where he skidded 570 feet to a stop. He skidded 570 Seventy feet and was still going with enough speed to cause that type of damage
2: So he tried probably to put on his brakes five hundred and something feet prior to hitting the person
3: there's According to the physical evidence that I've read the paper obviously I haven't seen the police crash report or anything like that, but according to the evidence reported in the paper, which was referenced by the district attorney during one of these hearings 570 feet, which would tell me that uh, approximately um, 770 feet before the crash, he perceived danger and reacted to it by applying the brakes. Remember, that would take about a second, plus or minus. If he was going 156 miles an hour, that's almost 200 feet and then he slid 570 and was still going at enough speed to cause that kind of damage.
2: It's interesting. If you look at the internet, uh, it has some video of, of a street camera and shows regular traffic moving along. And it just moves right through the screen. And then this other car comes flying through there. Right. Which is his. It's, it's just totally different. By the way, it's a Toyota RAV4. RAV, okay, good. So and that was about three thirty-nine in the morning. Yes, when this happened. So uh, just you know, and we told
3: our kids this, right? Nothing good happens after midnight. That's right. That's right. nothing, and it it just ha- now for those of you who work the midnight shift. You're you're given an excuse. <laughs> but for the rest of us, the safest place to be after 11 o'clock is home in bed.
2: That's right. Getting ready for a successful morning uh, when you're rested. Uh, now, to say that your life changed in a minute, uh, it's changed instantly for him right then and there. But how quickly do these things fall into place? He could... How much time could he spend in prison if he's convicted? Well, before we
3: talk about him, do you mind if I talk about the girl who burned him? No, that's fine. I want to talk about him, too. Right. But there's been so much focus on him. And understandably, he is a celebrity. You know, he's an athlete, and we tend to revere those people in our society. But she is. 23 years old, I believe. She had immigrated to the United States, been here for many, many years, was getting ready to be a U.S. citizen, you know, doing all the things that we want people to do. If they're going to come to our country, we want to have them assimilate into our communities. We want them to learn the language. We want them to get a job. We want them to be self-sufficient. We want them to become a citizen and love our country. And that's what she was doing, and now she is dead. And there's no indication that it was had anything to do with her or heard any mistake made by her. So when I mentioned at the outset of the program, there's several families hurt here. Her family, she's got at least a brother, her parents, their lives are changed forever because of his decision to go out and drink and then drive and then drive at 156 miles an hour. So I I don't mean to uh, to uh, not answer your question, or maybe I did mean to not answer your question. I just wanted to mention that talk about an impact, right? Very definitely. And, and that his girlfriend's in the car with him, and she's got a bad arm injury. We don't know the extent of it yet, but think about her life. I mean, she's a beautiful young woman, and... You can you know, if we're trying uh, to look around to understand what happened in his signing default, she was out with him. Uh, I don't know if she was drinking or not. She did get in the car with him. Um, but her life has changed forever as a result of his actions, too.
2: If not physically, mentally, certainly. probably both, right? <laughs> Very definitely. <laughs> and And it was interesting that, Within seventeen hours this this is no matter how great of an athlete he was, the Las Vegas uh, Raiders said, "We don't want anything to do with this guy. I mean, he is bad news, and within seventeen hours, they announced that they had released him from yeah. the
3: team yeah, so he's a, this is a guy his his the, future's gone their number one draft pick the first draft pick they had as the las vegas raiders as opposed to the old oakland raiders their first draft pick 12th person overall i mean this is hopes and dreams stuff right yeah six billion dollar contract and it's all gone so we're guesstimating here but it's not irrational to guesstimate this within 24 hours of the time that he decided to go out and start drinking and drive, he lost his job, his contract, his freedom temporarily, he made bond, and now is facing criminal charges and total financial ruin because of a series of bad decisions made in, I'm sure, minutes.
2: (laughs) The scary thing is, here's a young man twenty two years old, and we hear so much about how your mind is not mature until a certain point in life and for men it's it's been proven that men take a little bit longer than women. well, for me it's uh, my wife
3: would say it takes at least sixty five years and forty five days, <laughs> and I'm not there yet, but yes <laughs>
2: so so he he had too much money and spent it on too many things that were temptations for a young person and he went berserk, but he he was his own ruination, so to speak
3: yeah, and it's so sad and i I know uh, from conversations of, of people i i 've met over the years in the professional football industry, they attempt um to teach these young men about their responsibility. Um, I don't know anything about the way this young man grew up, but some of these uh, young men who are football players did not grow up in the best of homes. They had issues. Um, They've always been revered on their college campuses and probably their high school campuses. It's easy to see how They might have their priorities out of whack, uh, especially when somebody hands them a big check. Uh, But I know that the NFL makes some efforts, or at least certain teams do, to reach out to these young men and teach them about responsibility and how to conduct themselves. And to understand they're not only representing themselves when they're out in public, they're representing the team in a sport. And, um, you know, some people listen and some people
2: don't. John, we have a person who has a thought they want to share with us this morning. Wonderful. Good morning. You're on WGNS with John Day.
0: Let me tell you all something. Well, where have you all been the last 25 years?
2: You, you mean you're thinking this is not just happening right now?
0: Uh, yeah, thank you. When last time y'all read a thing called a newspaper, I turned on a thing called TV. <laughs> you mean heard this, this has news.
2: happened before?
0: Uh, I, before? <laughs> That's why I, 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 when I when I turn on the TV and it's called news, mm-hmm. sometimes I, well, it ain't a me jumping out of the window because I don't live on stairs. But sometimes you just get sick of hearing about, but when and where do we stop it?
2: How do you stop it?
0: What, what, where have y'all been? i tell you what. Try your luck coming out of a place, a town called Nashville. Every evening, the same thing keeps on happening, you all. What, what, where have you all been the last 30
3: years? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, first of all, let me say this. I uh, recognize your voice from the last time I was here. It's good to hear you again this morning. Yes, sir. Thanks for calling in. Yes. Number two, you are absolutely right. The The fact of the matter is that America has Uh-oh. a huge problem yes, sir. with alcohol and other drugs. Uh-oh. In fact, I was just talking to a jail nurse. So she's a nurse that works in a local jail. I won't mention which one. And she <laughs> how told many do we have? Well, <laughs> <laughs> not quite this local. I'm not talking about okay. somebody from Rutherford County. It's a, a nearby county. Okay. <laughs> and she told me yesterday that, of course, when somebody is admitted into jail, they have to have a drug test, alcohol test, right? She said ninety-nine percent of the people who are admitted to that jail Uh-oh. test positive for drugs. Think about that. Oh. 99%. It's uh so you're right, I understand your point. Uh it's uh it's true. Uh the only thing that incidents like this, so high pro- profile with such devastating consequences gives people an opportunity to point at something specific and talk about it, and that's what we're doing here this morning.
2: Now, we didn't hear what you thought should be done to to stop this from happening. Is Where would you make the change? How would you make the change? Do you have a thought on that?
0: You all remember, we used to have a thing on Sunday, you couldn't buy alcohol. You all remember how We used to have a thing called rules, but what happened to, I'm going to say it like this, what happened to the good people? Because news have seemed to be, they have took over TV, it seemed like TV had just turned crazy, but if people weren't liking it and weren't doing it, it wouldn't be selling. Is that telling us something about us and the way we're thinking and living?
2: That's a very good point. Very good point.
3: Well, I think it does, and that's what sort of I was alluding to in my when I opened up my uh, response to your question or you're raising the issue. I do think we have a problem in this country. What uh, what are we attempting to escape from? I mean, what is it? Why do we have so many people who who feel obligated to? Uh, go past the point of moderation with alcohol or to consume illegal drugs. I'm going to tell you something, Bart. I'm going to tell you something you've never heard of. Okay. Do you know what hot shot meth is?
2: I'm not sure what that is.
3: Okay. I never heard the term. Hot shot meth is made by taking chicken wire, spraying raid you know raid drug bug killer yeah. on it heavily coating it applying heat to it the what flakes off is what is consumed as a drug heated up raid bug killer oh, and they right. call it hot shot meth now i you know here i am i'm a you know i'm a 65 year old lawyer I, I'm not cool. By anybody's definition, I am not cool. But I had never heard a hot shot meth
2: until Tuesday morning. And what and is it supposed to do? It is gets,
3: it? Have you ever shot a bug with hot shot, with a with uh, raid? Yes. You know uh-huh. how it yeah. lays in the ground and wiggles? Mm-hmm. That's what the people do. They're jerky.
2: And people get a kick out of that? They get high with hot shot meth. Oh. Bug
3: killer. What is this world coming to? Well, th- that's, that's, I can tell you about that, not to give people an instruction manual, please. <laughs> I tell you that to say, why are we so attempting to escape reality that we use that kind of substance to alter our personal reality? And I'm not smart enough to answer that.
2: Tell you what let's do. Let's pause for just a moment. We will be back and continue the conversation. Maybe you have, maybe you, the listeners, have some suggestions. Is it the parents going wrong? Is it schools? Is it jobs? What is it? Is it the whole system messing up? We'll be right back.
1: This is Rutherford County's Blue Raiders station, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, WGNS, Murfreesboro.
2: While we're all hiding indoors from the heat, this is a great time to pick up some new toys to keep your pets entertained. This is Amanda from Animal City. We have a wide variety of products for small pets and their people and the critters themselves to add to your family. Animal City is at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro don't let your pet go unprotected from fleas and ticks. We have a wide variety of products to suit most needs and budgets. Animal City is at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro.
1: Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas' Restaurant. Demas' Restaurants are now hiring. We are looking for grill cooks and other kitchen employees with competitive pay and flexible hours. If you're looking for full-time work or part-time work, then Demas' is the place to be. We've been voted a top workplace for five years in a row by the Tennessean. Apply within or online at demasrestaurants.com. Demas' Family Restaurants on 1115 Northwest Broad Street.
0: It's so important that we recognize our veterans, shake their hands and say how proud we are of the service that they have given to our country and that we thank them for that. I am Becky Buchner and we salute our veterans.
1: WGNS proudly salutes our U.S. veterans who have served our country. In this salute, we talk to a World War II
4: veteran. American hero, Norm Elzier. You were on uh, B-24. The Liberator. The Liberator? That's what they called it. Our average mission was seven hours. We were on oxygen seven hours at times. There were six gunners on the plane. When we flew four missions, they give us a fifth of whiskey. For the whole six, not a piece. We saved them up, and after we flew so many times, they sent us to the Isle of Capri for a week's rest, and that's where we took all our booze. And every time you got in that plane, you didn't know if that was your first time or your oh, last time? Oh, that's for sure. It got pretty hot at times. How many missions would you say you completed? Not uh, 21, but after we come back from the Isle of Capri, we flew three straight days in a row, and the third day we got shot down. That was 21. After you were shot down, how long did it take for you to find safety? We bailed out over Yugoslavia, and it was German-held at the time. We landed in uh, friendly areas. The Czech people there—they took care of us. And we uh, would be warned in advance that the Germans were on our tail, and they would take off. As far as food and water and food was like scarce. That. Food was scarce. The Germans would come into these villages and take their food. We would go to one village and we would have beans to eat twice a day for two weeks. Another village would be potatoes. I ended up Johnnus because we didn't get the right food. That's one of those things. People did the best they could for us. True American, Norm Elzir. Restoration One of Middle Tennessee.
1: A team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners
0: after disaster strikes.
4: After disaster strikes.
0: Fire, water, or storm damage, we can help you get your life back to normal quickly.
4: Restoration1 Middle Locally and veteran-owned.
2: We are back again. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. You can talk or text on that number, 615-893-1450. John Day, local attorney, is with us this morning, and we're talking about a case that uh, began around November the 2nd, early in the morning on a Tuesday morning. The 12th overall pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, Henry Ruggs III was involved in an auto accident. 156 miles per hour on a regular city street in Las Vegas we're not talking about a racetrack
3: no it was it, it was a racetrack but only for one vehicle
2: right thank goodness it was uh, 339 in the morning yes. although in Las Vegas 339 could be a busy time but it, it evidently was not that busy right so, uh, Here's a guy who had a bright future, a very bright future ahead. I mean, phenomenal future, millions of dollars.
3: Well, it it's not just, and you know, it was a $6 million contract that he signed with the Raiders, but we all know the drill, right? When you are an outstanding football player, reportedly this guy was the fastest guy at the NFL combine. If you're that fast and you're good, and you perform on the field, what happens next? There's shoe deals, there's clothing deals, there's cologne, there's whatever. I mean, all sorts of sponsorship opportunities, where that's where the real money for these uh, athletes is. And uh, all that is, uh, is gone, or probably gone. We see some comebacks, right? Occasionally, people are able to come back.
2: But uh, I don't know if he ever will. Wow, that uh, that is unbelievable. Of, of what's ahead for what, and what is his uh, future uh, as far as will he go to prison? Do you think will this go to?
3: Well, yeah, he's he's been charged. There's there's four uh, counts or four crimes that he's been charged with. One is what they call felony DUI in uh, Nevada. Uh, which means uh, uh, that b- driving under the influence because we, ha- we haven't mentioned this yet but he tested 0.161 now what that means is legally uh, you are under the influence of alcohol if your blood alcohol concentration is 0.08 so he was a little over twice the legal limit of alcohol And that test was taken not at the crash site, but rather at the hospital. So they had to get a warrant to uh, force a blood draw. And I don't know how many minutes or hours elapsed from the time of the wreck to the time of the blood draw. It's a little, there's some debate of how quickly your body burns off alcohol. Some people say it's. 0.01 0.01 per hour. Other people say it's 0.015 per hour. So if he, if he was tested one hour after uh, he was driving, his blood alcohol could have really been 0.17 or 0.175 at the time of the wreck. If it was two hours later, he could have been pushing 0.19 at the time of the wreck. That's drunk.
2: It weighs twice, twice the amount of what they allow in Las Vegas. Correct. Let me ask you this. We have a text here from a listener, and, and this has, in a way, not directly related to this case, but in a way I can see how it's totally a part of it. It says, uh, I'm being sued after a neighbor's child fell and broke his arm while playing football in my front yard. Fell and broke his arm. The parents claim that their child was NFL-bound. He is in the seventh grade. Seventh grade. How is such a lawsuit even possible or ethical? Seventh grade. Okay. Well,
3: there's two components to that question. First of all is the lawsuit itself that is being uh, receiving an injured injury on somebody else's property is it is it permissible to sue the owner or the occupier of that property the answer is yes there's nothing unethical or frivolous about that once again depending on the facts depending on the facts people who own property owe certain duties to other people I don't know anything about the facts quite careful quite frankly we don't need to go into the facts here this morning but there are certain circumstances under which that type of lawsuit is entirely appropriate the second question is what about the claim for damages that is that the young person his and I'm going to make some assumptions here that the young person was deprived of the opportunity to play in the NFL by reason of um, the injuries received, allegedly as a mistake of the owner or occupier of the property, okay? That claim is not impossible. It is extremely difficult. You, if you are injured because of a mistake made by someone else, you have the right to recover certain money monies for certain things under the law and one of those things is the loss of future earning capacity so if let's take an easy example Um, somebody's driving down the road and they get hit by a drunk driver and they lose their arm well For most of us, uh, the loss of an arm is going to affect our earning capacity. It affects different people different ways. Uh, Quite frankly, it wouldn't affect you and I as much as it would a person who actually works for a living, that is, does <laughs> physical
2: labor, right? A surgeon, a piano player, so something like that.
3: That's right. A, a blue-collar construction worker, a warehouse worker, all those people would be impacted differently than you and I. So the law th- takes that all into account, that different injuries affect different people differently. But the, re- the person who is injured has the responsibility to prove that the nature and extent of the injury so in this case if there is a claim that a broken arm has affected a person's ability to play nfl football that's not an impermissible type of thing to prove but they've got to be able to prove it and without knowing any more about it than what we know right now um that's a pretty difficult burden mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> to try to convince. Because I tell you, I was going to play NFL football when I was uh, in seventh grade because I watched the Green Bay Packers every Sunday and I saw Jim Taylor and Paul Horning hit the line, right? And I saw Bart Starr perform and I knew that I could be as good as they were. And now I'm a 65 year old lawyer. And you didn't do any NFL. And, and I didn't do college football. I <laughs> did play high school, but not college. So the, bo- the bottom line is the, the person who makes a claim for damages has the responsibility to prove it. Whether or not they can is a different thing.
2: And for a 7th grader, that would be a challenge, Well, I would guess. Well,
3: lots of things happen between 7th grade football and the NFL. Let's put it that way, right? There's not just middle school. There's not just high school. There's not just college. Uh, Then you got to get into the NFL. Um, It's a challenging argument to make.
2: But now Henry Ruggs made it. He He made it through
3: all of that, and I bet you he had the same dream as he was in seventh grade too. I bet you he did. Of course, you can't. You can't be as good as he is in and gotten as far as he's gotten without dreaming about it every single day because without those dreams, you can't work hard enough to do it, right? You can't.
2: What do you think? I mean, you've seen things like this, maybe not this terrible, but you've seen incidents like this happen with other people. What's ahead for him in life now? Well, How much time could he spend? He can get up to 50 years in prison. Well, that would end it
3: oh yeah yeah i mean even yeah he would serve you know well over a decade uh assuming he was a good boy in prison yeah I, i doubt that he would get that much time but he if he's convicted of these crimes there is no doubt in my mind that he will go to prison there is no doubt the question is for how long in tennessee if a person is charged with uh, vehicular uh, death while drinking and driving, it's not uncommon for them to get four, five, six, seven, eight years in prison, Yeah, for just one death. Here, remember, there's not only a death, but there's also an injury to a passenger, and there's also, he had a firearm in his car, and under the law in Nevada, you cannot be in the presence of a firearm when you're intoxicated, and he was intoxicated. So that's a misdemeanor charge, but still
2: it doesn't look good so you you he, he has a, a bleak future well, you know
3: despite really bad decision making by a twenty two year old kid um, uh, I hope it isn't as bleak as it certainly appears <laughs> you know I hope that he understands what he did I hope he takes responsibility for it. I hope he serves honorably whatever time he is given, and that he comes out of it and turns his life around. But he's going to have some real low days in the coming weeks and months. There's no doubt about
2: it. So he needs somebody to guide him, if, if there is a person like that, through prison life, because I understand you can get worse because of the people you're associating with.
3: You know, I, I I've never spent any time in jail or prison, but I visited them, and um, I'm uncomfortable visiting. I can't imagine what it's not what it's like
2: to stay there. I mean, it's like you're with a group of people who are teaching you how to be criminals. Well, I mean, they, yeah. that's what that's their area of expertise. Yeah, I mean,
3: there's. You know, people are there for a reason. I, I, I remain convinced that every once in a while the criminal justice system makes a mistake and there's somebody who's there who shouldn't be there. But the vast, vast, vast majority of people who are there um, are, by definition, criminals. And um, you, you, you might be able to pick up some good habits from them, but you're more likely to pick up bad ones.
2: Now, he received a bond, I think, of around $150,000 with uh, strict confinement, electronic monitoring, no alcohol, things of that sort. They initially were talking about a uh, million dollars bond, but instead made it 150000 Would he have been better off being incarcerated from the beginning?
3: Well, um, no, um, because... Uh, I mean, he'd, he'd probably later get credit for any time he spent in jail. But uh, m- most people would, if they can make Bond, say, I'd rather be outside of the jail pending trial than I would be inside. So if he follows the rules, uh, and, and that means he's going to be alcohol tested, drug tested up to four times a day, okay, up to four times a day. And if he, if he violates, if he's found to be using alcohol or drugs, He's back in jail so my guess is I hope it, he will be a good boy follow all the rules show up for court when he's supposed to and await uh, later uh, trial or
2: some sort of the result of a plea bargain we're gonna pause for just a moment when we come back let's touch on can he get some help right now while he's awaiting trial I mean help in drug abuse alcohol abuse He obviously, he probably has a problem there. We'll be right back.
1: Get your Good Neighbor events to us in writing two weeks before they occur. We'll put them on the radio and the Internet. WGNS, AM, FM, and online.
4: Hi, this is Tina Fox at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Please come see us for all your gift needs. We have great car, clothing, and our muck boots, and we have any kind of gift you would need for Christmas. Always don't forget our gift apartment. The Co-Op Farm and Home Center is located at 985 Middleton C Boulevard, just off of South Church.
3: Remember, you don't have to be a member to shop here.
2: Come on by and say howdy to Tina Fox at the Co-Op Farm and Home Center. It is your Christmas headquarters. Old friends, new name, better together. Good morning. Still quite a bit of traffic volume on 24 up through the
1: Hickory Hollow area, but hey, at least it's moving. On 24, headed into Davidson County. Traffic's still not too bad. 840 out here, set some radars, especially as you head over towards Wilson County. Gatlinburg Wine Cellar, home of the world-famous cotton candy wine. Check them out online at gatlinburgwinecellar.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic.
4: We'll see periods of rain showers here for this afternoon with cloudy skies and a high in the upper sixties. Winds out of the west are on ten to twenty miles per hour, gusting as high as thirty. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojciecsky on News Radio WGNS. Currently it's fifty-nine. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Online at tireworld.us.
1: Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett. Hitting right at what matters most to all of us here in the heart of Tennessee. Weekday mornings at 10 on WGNS, AM, FM, and online.
2: Happy birthday to Yvonne Johns, our winner of that delicious banana pudding from the Slick Pig Barbecue, Yvonne Johns. Our good neighbor of the day is Catherine Kelton. Catherine Kelton, her friends are always saying she puts friends first. No matter what she has in front of her, she has time to help others. Catherine Kelton will receive flowers from Jenny Harrison and the family at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gift. Don't forget the Veterans Day on the square in Uptown Murfreesboro. It's in the courthouse, in the courtroom. WGNS will be broadcasting it live just in case you cannot make it. We will have it on the air live for you at 11 o'clock this morning. But we'd like for you to be there in person. 11 this morning at the historical Rutherford County Courthouse. Our guest this morning, local attorney John Day. And, John, as we were leaving for this particular break, we were asking you, this guy has some real problems ahead of him. Could he start getting some help right now uh, with alcohol abuse, drug abuse, things of that sort? Could he start maybe turning his life around?
3: Well, it'd be in in his—if he's got a problem and, you know, the fact that he was— intoxicated to this level and chose to get into a car points to me that he may have an alcohol problem i think first of all i don't pretend i can diagnose that condition Uh, i think we need to know more about his alcohol history i haven't seen any reports that he's ever been arrested for dui before or had alcohol related wrecks or that the consumption of alcohol has ever impacted uh, his life in any material way but uh, I think everybody would agree on this. It's time for some soul-searching for him to try to figure out why this happened. And if he if he comes to the conclusion that he does have a problem, uh, he should seek help because there are programs where people can get help uh, and start to get on a, a more sensible path. And it would also benefit him uh, down the road in the event he's found guilty of any of these crimes is uh, if he made efforts to turn his ro- his life around a, a judge I, th- I think would take that into account it wouldn't mean he would avoid any sort of punishment it would potentially minimize publish a uh, punishment if he began acting like a good citizen and a good person so he has to do a total turnaround well if he will be better off personally and legally if he does a self-evaluation of where he is and where he wants to be yes and And that may require a total turnaround it may require a (laughs) something more minor i don't know enough about uh, the nature and extent of his problem but it is it is time for some soul searching there's no doubt about that
2: at 22, he better grow up real fast. Uh, but it, you're not going to mature any faster than, than, than your body's going to. Well,
3: a little s- self-reflection uh, uh, may speed up the process, right?
2: That's true. That's true. Uh, so you're saying he could spend, uh, and, and will probably, if convicted, will spend some time in jail
3: he will he will spend some time in jail and of course he's going to end up facing civil lawsuits from the family of the woman who died uh, and potentially from his girlfriend she would also have a claim uh, against him and then those those people would be looking to his automobile liability insurance policy he probably has what's known as an excess or umbrella policy i would hope he would which provides insurance protection over and above the standard automobile policy, but these these claims have potentially significant value. He may not even have enough insurance, and that way, that what that would mean from a practical standpoint is that there would be a piece of paper that would say it's called a judgment. You owe these people this much money after insurance. There's this much left that you owe them. How are you going to pay it? And he cannot avoid that kind of debt by filing bankruptcy. In other words, it'll follow him. It'll follow him, even if he does follow bankruptcy. The bankers, uh, bankruptcy court does not discharge debt, does not allow you to avoid responsibility for debt if that debt arose because of driving under the influence of alcohol.
2: Now, this happened in Las Vegas. John, you're an attorney here in Middle Tennessee what advice do you have we have about a minute left in the program what advice do you have for our listeners who might accidentally find themselves in a similar position
3: use your phone and call somebody else to give you a ride before you get in the car I mean just just and and do not get into a car with somebody you know has been drinking for people who are young younger call your parents just like they asked you to and say mom or dad i'm in a tough spot and they will come and pick you up and it will be okay
2: (laughs) it'll be embarrassing but it's
3: much better yeah you may get grounded if you're you're my kid you're going to get grounded but it's going to be a lot less of a punishment if you call me and let me help I'll get up at 2 o'clock in the morning or 1 o'clock, whatever it is, and every parent would, and go out and help their kid. So please, 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 it's not just your life you're gambling when you get in a car after you've been drinking. It's everybody else's on the road, and you don't have the right to gamble with other people's lives. You just don't. John, thank you so much for sharing with us this morning.
2: Thank you. You have a
3: wonderful Thanksgiving. It's
2: almost here. We're ready to enjoy it. Thank you. John Day, local attorney, visiting with us this morning. Stay with us. Much more to come right here on WGNS Murfreesboro.